Fessy we got to play it. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, man. Turn the mic on here. We're doing fantastic. Did you hear us talking about Jamal Williams? Uh, just the very tail end. Did you ever hear the interview we had where he told the story of the Good Samaritan? No. We were sitting in this exact spot probably, what, four or five years ago? Yeah, his senior year. And uh, he was talking about his relationship with Bronco Mendenhall and how Bronco was trying to teach him scripture stories. And um, and it led to this conversation about him trying to retell uh, the Good Samaritan. Can you share it? All right, I got this. All right, here Let's we go. Snap, I don't got this. I don't know. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, I don't know the, the, the type. Shoot. All right, how I go? What's the dude walking by? No, no, no. What's the dude on the floor? I don't, you're oh, that was on the ground? Yeah. Uh, uh, Nephi, a parasite. No, no, not a parasite, not a Nephite. Um, uh, I'm going to put this in my – all right, so – Okay, so is he a blood? You know, bloods and crypt. Yeah, okay. Right. He's a blood. All right, so he a blood on the floor, <laughs> and a crypt walking by, and you know, like no, no, no. There's like two crypts walk by. They like, oh, he a blood. We don't mess with him. Walk by, right? Is this how Bronco told it? No, no, no. I'm putting it in my words because I don't. I, I don't oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever been a part of. I don't know the thing. Wait, I'm trying okay. to get. No, no, I'm sorry. Keep going. So two bloods walk by. They like, oh, he. I mean, crypts. Two crypts walk by. He like, oh. and the crypts on the ground. No, 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 no. The, the blood's blood on, on the ground. ground. Oh, blood's on the ground. Crypt look at him like, oh, he a blood. We don't. Mess with him. Uh, then one crib come by. He like, oh, this dude's on the floor. I don't see him as a blood, but I see him as a good uh, man on the floor. So he takes him. <laughs> <laughs> he takes him to like a barn or something, right? Uh, and he gets on food, gets on some water. Uh-huh. Then he give him a donkey. No, a donkey. No, 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 no. Nah, he did something. I forgot. He paid for. He, he, he gave him a hotel room. Yeah, paid yeah, everything yeah. for him. Gave, gave him some extra money. Yeah, yeah. Gave him some money, and then he left or the. Dude. He left the dude there. Oh, yeah. He left the dude there. That was the chance <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, I, I hope I didn't lose you. Yeah. Oh, so there you go. Man. One of the greatest moments of BYU football media oh, day man, history. It still hurts. <laughs> Fessy Sataki. What, did he give him a donkey? No, he didn't give him a donkey. He gave him like a coin. Was he a Nephite? No, no. <laughs> not quite in the Bible. <laughs> oh, man. Fessy, did you know Jamal? Or it, he came. You, Unfortunately, not as good as I wish I did. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of what I also I saw on the TV. You know, that, uh, from the outside looking in, that's the version I kind of assumed he was like, which is incredible. Oh, I'm best. glad that story really resonated with him and he brought out the straight out of, <laughs> straight out of Compton version <laughs> you know I, Fessy I think about like the, the guys that represent the BYU brand and, and what I want the guys that rep- represent the BYU brand to be like and I could not create a better picture than Jamal Williams yeah. and the way he represents the brand and the way he played even with Kalani came in was that his first year Kalani's yeah. first year yeah. yep was was with Jamal and and I know Kalani went to great distances to make make sure that that Jamal was healthy yeah. going in through that year and and from from what I understand of some certain situations Kalani even made some decisions to make sure that Jamal was healthy going into that draft and I know they had a great relationship but Jamal goes on and represents this brand and this logo and comes back and wears the logo yeah. you know you talk about players like that how important are they to this to this university it's huge I actually so I recruit the Inland Empire where he grew up and went to high school and so this past spring it was it was awesome to hear all the coaches around 
around the area, not just from Summit where he went in Fontana, but all the other coaches and just, just talking about how they always see him around and he shows up to practices, high school practices, and helps run, run drills and just hangs wow. out with the boys and talks to them. And it's just, just a really great influence. But having that, having those types of, um, you know, ambassadors out there is, is, is huge. It's critical for us. And that's, we're trying to mold these men to, to go out and have that type of influence that Jamal's having. So what's the, uh, all right. So you got a year under your belt. Yeah. What was that first year like for you here at BYU? It was, it was awesome. Um, yeah. There was a lot of highs and lows, obviously, a lot of ups and downs. Me figuring about a lot about myself as a coach, um, me figuring a, a lot about my players, them figuring me out, um, us as an offensive staff collectively trying to figure us out. There's a, there's a, there's a steep learning curve. And, you know, and a lot of people highlighted the experience, you know, that, that we have on our offensive staff, which is I do think is a strength. But no matter what, whenever you all come together, and um, there's, a, there's a steep learning curve and, and just figuring out, you know, each other, how, how each other clicks and, and the different strengths and then seeing what your personnel is and trying to marry all those philosophies and different things together so so that was kind of the stuff I, I thought we really had to work through but there were so many great memories um it's just it's I'm still kind of in shock that I'm here and able to to be at this place so uh, Fessy obviously you've gained a lot of steam and a, a lot of recognition uh for what you did at Weber State and what you've done here in your first in your initial time with BYU and Scotty and I had an opportunity to broadcast at Weber State's alumni event. Was that two weeks ago? Yeah, two or three weeks ago. And both he and I kind of milled around, talked to some people. And obviously your name comes up a hundred times with guys over there. The amount of respect that they talk about with you or talk about you with indicates a lot to me. Because, you know, obviously you coming here and separating from them and their team and and they kept saying, you know, if they just unleash this guy's mind and, and what, how he envisions the game, he could have a lot of impact on that offense. So my question is, how much opportunity are you given to share your philosophies and your ideas and your thoughts of how an offense should flow? I'll give you a, an example. The guy that Scotty and I were talking to, he said, you should see Fessy in the booth when he's in the middle of the game and calling. It's, he, he transforms. So I, I'm just curious how much influence that you get in an offensive room. For year one, I was, that's one of the things I was most impressed with Coach Grimes, how, how open he was um, to collaborate, to get ideas. Um, he's as open as I think he could be in a first year like that. And so um, I, I had a ton of input um, that I gave, and a lot of it was taken and done whatever you know, Coach Grimes was best with. You know, but uh, so much of it, you can say the same thing about Aaron Roderick. You can say the same thing about, you know, Steve Clark. Each each one of us who who have been in that role as a coordinator have some things that we feel really strongly about that have 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 been kind of time tested and proven, and we feel great about. But in the end, Coach Grimes has to do you know do what he feels feels is best, and um, so that's what we've been doing this off season as well, and collaborating and and. But I see, I've, I see that still taking place right now. He's, he's so open to take those ideas, and we just gotta, we gotta try and marry those things together and see what's best. But talk about that wide receiver core. Uh, how does your group look coming into the season? Awesome. Uh, really, Dylan Colley's the only production that we were losing. Yeah. So I got a lot of, a lot of guys coming back. Um, four, three seniors, um, which is uh, or four. Um, and, and so we're we're going to lose a lot of production this this coming year, but it sets up for a really um, 
I think high expectations this year. And the guys know that. I told them I'm, I didn't beat around the bush. We we needed it would have been nice to produce more last year, and this is a, a year for these guys to step up because we're one of the more experienced groups now on, on the offense. And so I think spring was a great reflection of what these guys um, should be able to do this fall. You know, Fessy, I was thinking about this <clears throat> this morning. Um, I, most guys, I, I understand their game. I understand their production. I put together a list of guys I'm most excited to see in the development and taking that next step. I kind of, I mean, like Dax Milne, I kind of know what I'm going to see and get from him. Alivi Hifo, definitely. Uh, I know exactly what to expect from him. Um, Talent Shumway, certainly. Possession, you know, in red zone, tall guy. The, the dude in your group that I'm most interested in is Gunnar Romney. Yeah. <clears throat> how's, how's he been doing in spring ball, in off-season conditioning, is, is he a, a grinded-out kid? Is he a worker? And is he somebody that we should be excited about? Yeah, so to me, Gunner is a, Gunner has a very similar um, mentality to Zach Wilson in that he is all football. Um, it was unfortunate that last year, you know, there's so much anticipation about him, but the constant injury bug um, didn't allow anyone to see any of that through. So I think this year is going to be a big year. I think I think you're not alone in, in seeing um, in that excitement and and uh, to see how he plays. His his body has completely changed, which I think was the biggest focus this off season was to get him right. We got to get you durable, number one. Um, enough talking about what you could be. Let's get you healthy so you can prove uh, what you are. Um, but the guy is all football. He's super smart. He's one of the smart, brighter receivers I've ever, I've ever been around um, in meetings. I love seeing the guy's mind flow, and he just he has all the right answers. Um, and he translates stuff on the field well. So I, I do think he's due for a big year. So as long as he stays healthy, and I think he will just because uh, Newton and the staff have done a great job with him completely transforming his body. And talking to other coaching staffs and their preparation for you and other, uh, other people looking at your program, uh, I heard mentioned last year they need somebody to be able to stretch the field a little bit. Do you feel like you're developing guys or you've added guys that feel like can add that element to this passing attack? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the misconceptions about stretching the field um, is – is uh you got to have a a 10 4 10 yeah, 5 burner. guy right <clears throat> and those are nice and you know we have an addition a guy like a Luke Andrada for example it's if we just want to throw a track guy out there to run a go that's great i think we can do that with a couple guys on this roster um but guys like Aleva guys like Gunner guys like Micah those guys definitely they are fast enough they have adequate speed um and me personally as a coach rather than just throwing a, a track guy out there and taking the top off i'd rather have a guy that has really good speed but has that element of just savviness that he can still go up and make a play um, and so, so we have that this year. Um, I think the bowl game was just a good glimpse of what, yeah. of what we can do with our personnel that we have right now. Um, and we don't have the, the six, six guys. You think of the, the Kurtz, the Matt, Mitch Matthews, the Kaufman's that length I, I would love to get. And we're looking to recruit hard. I think you got to have that type of size, those guys who can go up and, and really be big mismatches. The good thing is, is we have great receiving, uh, receiving tight ends to kind of supplement, um, you know, with what we lack. So, so I, I really think we have a great recipe to, to have a really successful passing game, whether it's mismatches with big body targets or whether it's stretching the field and throwing it down. I'm, I'm excited. You know, when, when yardage was tough to come by in 2017 and then uh, it, you, you're kind of back into the season 
felt like there was a mix of Bushman and Micah Simon. I felt like Simon was kind of an answer to yeah. a lot of receiving prayers. And then coming into 2018, I, I built up an expectation of probably seeing him lead in reception, receptions and, and potentially yardage, but wasn't the production there. Yeah. What, what are you expecting from Micah Simon in 2019? Well, to answer to um, the expectation going into 18, I think – I, I've talked with Micah. I think I, I think I added to a lot of um, the unnecessary pressure, and you know, and claiming him as the alpha of the group and the leader, and you know, I put a lot of expectations on him and painted him out to um, it. What, although it wasn't intentional, um, my words and my expectations created this huge expectation. You got to go out and be the leader, right? And so anything that happened negative, whether it was a drop ball, um, you know, whether he didn't get a ton of plays or production, I think he kind of built up and, and added even more pressure. And that just, it was just a recipe for, for a year that, you know, he didn't want and neither did I. And we were able to have a talk and talk through those things. And that, that's, that's one of the things I was alluding to earlier of me learning a lot about myself as a coach is all these great intentions I had to just really pump these guys up yeah. as individuals. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes backfired a little bit. And so headed into this season, um, us knowing each other well, I want him to play loose. I want him to play free. And this spring was a big emphasis that if there was a drop off, there was a mistake. I know these guys work hard. They love football and just, just move on to the next play. And we're going to have a lot of chances, a lot of reps. Cause so. he really could be a good one for yeah, you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. Uh, Fessy, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks Thank for you stopping guys. by. Thanks, Fessy. Always great.